So this is a very interesting gospel today. We have the, these two demoniacs uh, in the, the country there of uh, the Gadarenes. And obviously, the, the, the uh, Saint Matthew, our evangelist today, describes them as fierce creatures. Like so, so fierce that people wouldn't even pass that way. So uh, you can imagine the, the roaring, the wailing, <clears throat> who knows what blasphemy they would have, they would have shouted. So very, very unpleasant characters indeed. Okay, so it, but it's always interesting. It's, 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 it's funny isn't really the word, but it's very interesting to see how uh, the enemy can't help but indirectly serve God, right? So uh, there's something so, like, uh, must be so frustrating <laughs> for the enemy because they end up confessing that Jesus is God. What do you want with us, Son of God? So they recognize the truth. And it's very interesting in, in exorcisms as well, when the exorcist can command the possessed person, so command the demon in them to, to, to tell the truth. The, the demons often, will often lie and will often uh, mess with your head and, and, and try to fill your, your mind with all sorts of lies. But when commanded to do so, they must tell the truth. Uh, so Gabriel Amort, the, 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 the Vatican exorcist there for, for many years, uh, he would have described this on numerous occasions where you could, you, you could ask them you'd have, and they would have to answer the truth. So these demons end up kind of serving God in a way, right, in, in that they, they confess who he is. They, rec- they can recognize who he is. They see there's something different about this man. He's not just a good man, not just a prophet. What do you want with us, son of God? Son of God. Have you come here to torture us before the time? So before what time? Well, we imagine it's the Lord's passion, that this is when, when the Lord's victory will be made manifest, made visible to the world. Okay, but I want to fast forward just to, to the end of the story here. So they, they say, if you cast us out, send, uh, send us into the herd of the pigs. Uh, Jesus does that, and then they charge down the cliff, and all of the swine are drowned. Okay. The swine herds go back into the town, tell the townspeople, and the townspeople come to Jesus. Now, this is where I, I find this, this uh, as if the story wasn't disturbing enough at the beginning, speaking about two demoniacs. This is where the story gets a bit disturbing for me. So the whole town comes to meet Jesus. And as soon as they saw him, they implored him to leave their neighborhood. They implored him to leave their neighbor. Sorry, he's just after curing two demoniacs, two, two possessed people, and maybe there's this route or this path that was quite dangerous that nobody would, would travel on because of these two guys. This has now been cured, been healed, been, been made well again. These two guys who would have been maybe slashing themselves and you know, would have looked atrocious are now calm and uh, in their right minds. So something good has happened. Now, the loss of the pigs, well, Jews wouldn't have minded, but anyone else might have been quite perturbed to lose their herd. Uh, but they come to Jesus, and rather than saying, what a miracle, a prophet walks among us, uh, come into our town, speak to us some more about what happened, tell us what happened, R- rather than have any kind of interest in, in, in getting to know him or who he is or what he, what he offers. Or, so who is this? Like, again, this is like the days before television, before newspapers, when there wouldn't have been any kind of 
entertainment going on apart from just chit-chat in, in, in the market square. So surely, if, if for no other reason, curiosity should have encouraged them to engage in some sort of a conversation with Jesus. But no, no, they ask him to leave. And I think that there's, there's, there's a message in this for us too, in that very, very often, more often than we would realise, the Lord wishes to heal us. The Lord wishes to change us. The Lord wishes to transform us. But we're the ones who put in the obstacle. We're the ones who say, no, I'm, I'm not ready, or I don't want it, or there are certain parts of my life that I'm, I don't want to give up. Uh, there are certain uh, attitudes, or certain, maybe how I, how I deal with money, how I deal with my free time, how I use the internet, how I use TV, how I use people, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, there may be things there that the Lord wants to heal, but we don't want to let go of. And that's, that's the tragedy. That's the absolute tragedy, where the grace is available, where God is willing to intervene and, and, and wants to help and wants to heal. But we say, no, please, please leave. Please leave. I, I, I can't do this or I won't do this. In his book, Be Healed, um, Bob Schutz opens with a, a very, very interesting line. He says, we yearn to be fully alive. We long to give ourselves as a gift wholeheartedly back to God. Okay, so the idea being that we have come from God. God has created us, so we've been created good, fallen, but good. Uh, and the Lord wants us then in our freedom to choose to return to him. Okay, so we, and there's part of our heart that wants that, that knows that, and that, that yearns for the infinite, that yearns for something transcendent, that learns, yearns for something eternal, that isn't satisfied with just an, a big meal or a good night's sleep or some sort of pleasure. We know that there's, there's, there's something more. These are kind of, these are reflections or sparks of the kind of joy that, 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 that awaits us somewhere else. There's something in us that just draws us back to God. Whether we listen to that or not is, is another story. It's not inevitable. That's, not, uh, like, uh, unfortunately, a fallacy of today, that because we have that desire, that we are inevitably drawn back to God. Well, if we are inevitably drawn back to God, why, why would God give us the freedom of this life if we're all going to get back up there to heaven anyway? Why not just create us there? Why not just leave us there? Oh, we have the freedom to choose, and we can choose to reject God. We can. We can ask him to leave. We can yearning to be fully alive, we long to give ourselves as a gift wholeheartedly back to God. Yet despite these stirrings, many of us hesitate and resist, fearing the very thing we desire. Fearing the very thing we desire. And this I've seen in, in, in people as well, uh, where they want to be in a relationship and they want to be loved and they want to love, but they're terrified of it. They're terrified of, like, guys can be terrified of asking a girl out in case they get rejected. Girls terrified of being in a serious relationship in case they fall in love and then something goes wrong. They want to be loved, but they're at the same time terrified of trying. Terrified. We fear the very thing we desire. While we long to be made pure and whole, we avoid God's process of purification and healing. We long to be made pure and whole. Good, I think we all want to be healed. Yes. But I'm will, am I willing to engage in the Lord's process 
of purification and healing. Well, that's another story. You know, I mean, if if we're struggling with some sort of a an issue, who knows? Anything, anything from work tensions or bereavement or family problems or whatever it may be. And you know, you go to Medjugorje, you go to some pilgrimage, or you're talking to someone, and they say, "Look, pray the rosary every day." That'll take you Irish pace, a little less than 15 minutes. With the trimmings, okay, a little more than 15 minutes. Uh, but 15 minutes. Would you do it? If you're told something as simple as that, pray the rosary every day, like Our Lady asks in, in Fatima. Pray the rosary every day. So we, we want to be healed, we want to change, we want to grow, we want... Uh, the Lord's blessing in, in our work, in our relationships, in our career. Okay, will I pray the rosary for that? We long for God's blessing. Are we willing to do something fairly simple and basic? Not so much to earn it, but to show God that, 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 that we're, we, we mean this. This isn't just a, a spoiled child saying, I want mm, a career or money. Uh, a child, health, you know, just kind of demanding it like that. But Lord, I'm, I'm willing to do something for it. Now what I get in return is infinitely more than what I give. But if the Lord asks us to pray, will you? If the Lord asks you to go to confession, will you? If the Lord asks you to go to Mass, will you? Because if, if we want all of these blessings and healings and so on, but aren't willing to do what he asks, then then we're putting obstacles in our own path. So, the Lord today is calling us to healing, calling us to joy, calling us into true freedom. And so we ask you, Lord, to reveal to us if there are any occasions or any situations, any ways in which I impede my own healing. Lord, show us where those obstacles are. And with your grace, help us to remove them, that we might discover the freedom of the children of God. Amen.